Section twenty eight of The Seen and the Unseen by Richard Marsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia. Twelve. The Duke. A Fiction of the Future. Two. You're awfully down upon a fellow. I ain't used to it, you know. No. It was after dinner. Miss Painter and the Duke of Staines were alone together on the veranda of the Hotel des Bains the duke was smoking he puffed at his cigar he wore an air of injury no i ain't and so i tell you straight i am sorry yes a blooming lot of that i make no doubt might i ask where you acquired that conversational style of which you are so fond it isn't only that you are habitually addicted to the use of slang it is such peculiar slang it always reminds me of shall i say a busman the duke puffed in silence for a moment do you know that i've never stood from any girl in england the half nor yet the quarter of what i've stood from you and do you know that i have never had to endure from any man in england not to speak of any gentleman one thousandth part of what i have had to endure from you singular isn't it and you're a duke well i'm blowed you're a wonner am i indeed what is a wonner look here what is it you want i'll give you anything you like i've got something in my pocket now from some mysterious inner pocket he took a flat leather case he opened it it contained a necklace of diamonds what do you think of that shiners ain't they i gave five thousand pounds for that little lot she took the case into her hands her countenance betrayed no symptoms of surprise did you i have seen necklaces which seemed to me to be quite as good as this which cost much less i am afraid they overcharged you not they i may be a fool about some things i don't need you to tell me that but i'm all there when there's any money on i'm not one to give one and twenty shillings for what's only worth a pound not much i ain't well ain't you going to say even thank you closing the case the lady returned it to the gentleman thank you for the sight what do you mean it's for you i got it on purpose for you it's a little present my dear young man although you are a duke pray don't be absurd do you see that light out at sea i think it must be a steamer i've been watching it for some seconds what's the good of humbugging damn the steamer you know very well i'm gone on you fair gone you know very well that the more you play off the more you drive me on but i ain't going to stand it any longer so i tell you straight she was quiet for some seconds then she said very quietly still looking across the sea what do you mean you know very well what i mean you know i love you you love me then she turned to him a smile played about her lips and the duchess oh the duchess what has it to do with her your ideas are original good-bye she turned right round passing through the open window she entered the sitting-room he followed her 
don't put me off like that don't upon my word i don't believe you know who i am i'm the duke of staines when he followed her she turned again and smiled it's easy enough for you to laugh but for all that i don't believe that you know what it means to be the duke of staines although you are doesn't it strike you that it is just within the range of possibility that you are insulting me that's all nonsense it isn't as though i was some low cad i see you think that makes a difference of course it does edith he was interrupted by a tapping at the door a waiter entered he had a letter on a salver miss painter took it it was an english letter addressed to her in a masculine hand and marked immediate as her glance fell upon the handwriting she flushed edith resumed the duke when the waiter had disappeared the lady cut him short you continue to insult me the lady's manner all at once had changed all traces of a smile had disappeared her eyes flashed fire be so good as to let me pass and this time do not follow me what is the good of all this humbug what is your little game let me pass she moved forward he put his arm about her waist but only for an instant almost as soon as he had put it there he took it away again the young lady swept past him through the window and out on to the veranda possibly one of the reasons which had induced his grace of stains to so speedily remove his too intrusive arm was the fact that mrs painter had entered the room the lady came in very quietly miss painter's back had been turned to the door so that although the mother's entrance had been sufficiently obvious to the gentleman it had been unnoticed by her daughter when the younger lady had gone the elder lady and the duke remained face to face the ball of conversation was opened by the lady is it possible that your grace was offering insult to my child his grace had his hands in his trousers pockets he seemed huffed and jerked his elbow towards the leather case which lay upon the table i don't know what you call insult i was offering her that and pray what may that be it's a present i got for her i didn't mean it for an insult it cost me a cool five thousand i do know that five thousand pounds your grace the lady took the case into her hands she opened it diamonds and you have given them to edith what prodigal generosity i don't know about given them because she wouldn't take them she wouldn't take them jiggered if she would she treated them as though they were bits of glass and i was a barber's clerk the lady reflected possibly she misconstrued the motives which actuated you in offering her so costly a gift i don't see how she could because i told her i offered it because i loved her because you loved her your grace i presume you mean in a platonic sense outside the window was miss painter when she first left the room she had passed to the end of the veranda the precious letter marked immediate held tightly in her hand she opened it and read it in the dim light out there it was short and pithy and sweet my darling i have been offered a berth worth eight hundred a year 
such a stroke of luck it isn't much but there will be more to follow and it's enough for a start i vote we make a match of it at once you said you would i'm coming over by friday's boat mind you meet me at the quay douglas that was all the letter friday's boat that's tomorrow douglas there was a great tenderness in her voice as she emphasized the name with the letter pressed against her bosom she strolled back along the balcony the sound of voices reached her she had approached the open window of her mother's private sitting-room the duke was speaking i don't know about platonic sense i ain't good at that kind of thing i know i'm fair gone on her there was a pause then her mother spoke i can only hope that i misunderstand your grace i don't know why you should i tell you i love the girl your grace and the duchess oh blow the duchess if it comes to that i'll marry the girl does your grace then propose to commit bigamy bigamy <laughs> not me i'll get a divorce another pause miss painter without could fancy her mother's smile of bland maternal love of course if you were free that would be another matter and if a little bird tells the truth you should have no difficulty in obtaining your freedom then a little bird just lies polly's as steep as they make em she's not to be caught with chaff she knows what it means to be duchess of stains trust her she don't mean to get lost for nothing carry on to any amount she will but just so far and not a small bit farther i've had detectives on her track for the last six months watching her night and day but they tell me it's no good up to now still another pause the young lady without could hear the duke pacing up and down the room but i'll corner her at last see if i don't then i'll marry edith if she'll have me upon my word i ain't so sure that she will i never saw such a wonner she treats me as though i was a dirty bagman i'll give her anything anything i'll make her the greatest lady in england i'll settle on her twenty thousand pounds a year twenty thousand i'll settle on her anything she likes while the distinguished nobleman within gave free rein to his chivalrous sentiments the young lady without pressed the precious letter closer to her bosom her mother spoke softly almost purringly you see your grace places me in rather a difficult position having declared your affection for my daughter it is necessary that i should protect her by every means in my power would your grace object to giving me some sort of memorandum which would embody in some form the sentiments which you have just now uttered and which do you so much honour i mean business i tell you straight come along to my room and i'll give you a written promise of marriage right off the reel hanged if i won't mrs painter went along with him miss painter heard the door shut after them as she heard it she knew that she stood within measurable distance of being one of the greatest women in england a woman who if she chose might rule society she knew too that physically and intellectually she was just a woman to play the part of social queen that she would be a ruler who would have no rivals 
she knew that she had but to stretch out her hand for all the gifts of all the gods to fall into her open palm yet she only pressed that letter closer to her breast several sitting-rooms opened out on to that veranda the french windows of the room adjoining were thrown right back as she stood there thinking of all that grand future to which she possessed the open sesame she was conscious that into that adjoining room had come two persons a man and a woman the man spoke is everything ready the woman answered everything the train leaves at ten minutes to two we can catch the five minutes to nine in paris and we shall be in nice by a few minutes past six on saturday afternoon dicky you will be true to me isn't it rather late in the day to ask me such a question don't you know i will but swear you will i swear it for the hundredth time you will marry me afterwards i will upon my honour the woman's voice was low and earnest even painfully in earnest the man's tone was light and flippant the woman drew a long deep breath miss painter heard her as she stood without pressing the letter closer and closer to her breast when i think of how i nearly jumped out of my skin for joy when i became the duchess of staines it seems impossible that after all it should have come to this exchange is no robbery you're going to be a countess for a change don't you think it sounds well enough countess of datchet it's all very well for you to laugh but you don't know what it means to me you think what he thought because i was a music-hall singer a serial comic the pearl of the peeries he thought that i was anybody's money but i wasn't and so he found and so you'll find dicky if you don't marry me directly you can i'll murder you i swear i will there's not time enough for tragedy polly put it off until we're in the train do you think those those brutes will follow us if you mean the detectives i take it for granted that one if not two of them will be our fellow-travellers to the sunny south they will enjoy the trip at teddy's expense there was silence the woman was pacing to and fro when she spoke again it was in tones of the intensest bitterness if i were to tell you what i stood from that man you wouldn't wonder at what i'm doing now he's treated me worse than a dog from the moment he married me and i was such a fool that i thought that if i was once the duchess of staines everything would be all right he made no settlement on me as for money i haven't had it he told me that if i sent any of my bills to him he'd thrash me within an inch of my life and he'd do it too especially if he had been drinking he's never introduced me to a respectable woman he had detectives to watch me i know polly i've heard some of it before and i'll hear the rest when we're in the train look here dick datchet i've been an honest woman up till now and although i'm going to run away with you i mean to be an honest woman still you put it down in black and white that you promise to marry me the very first moment you can what would be the good of that such a promise wouldn't be valid i can't promise to marry a woman who's married already besides don't you love me enough to trust me come here polly although she could not actually see that it was so miss painter knew that the earl of datchet had taken the duchess of staines into his arms don't you love me yes there was the sound of a kiss 
you know that i do then you may trust me to see you through it all the woman drew another long deep breath but she said nothing and you better go and get ready no said miss painter as she passed through the window i wouldn't if i were you the earl of datchet was leaning against the table the duchess's waist was encircled by his arm they stared at the intruder in not unjustifiable surprise miss painter addressed herself to the duchess i wouldn't go and get ready if i were you what do you mean the duchess replied why my dear child because in real knowledge of this wicked world i believe you're nothing but a child you're only biting off your nose to spite your face you're jumping out of the frying-pan into the fire this gentleman has not the slightest real intention of a marriage have you this frankly put inquiry seemed somewhat to startle the earl really i-i have not the pleasure of knowing me but i know you very well both by sight and reputation i assure you my dear duchess that you would be a very foolish woman to trust yourself in the least degree to him the earl of datchet roused himself to the best of his ability may i ask miss painter i believe you are miss painter what business this is of yours it is the business of every honest woman to use the duchess's very proper phrase to save other honest women from being ruined and tricked by gentlemen don't you think it is there were voices without here is the duke just when he is wanted that distinguished nobleman appeared outside the window mrs painter was with him your grace prepare to be shocked to receive a crushing blow you have been deceived betrayed by a friend your own friend proposed to elope with your wife by the train which leaves at ten minutes to two for paris only i appeared upon the scene in the very nick of time the duke lumbered into the room what the devil he began then he stopped he glared at the earl the earl beamed at him edith said mrs painter going to her daughter who had her arm about the duchess what is the meaning of your peculiar behaviour come into the other room come duchess into the other room when they were in the other room mrs painter repeated her inquiry now edith perhaps you will explain i don't know that there is anything to explain unless duchess what do you think i am going to be married the mother gasped you are going to be married edith when perhaps next week to to whom to douglas end of section twenty eight end of the seen and the unseen by richard marsh